So if you discount these simple solutions as, oh, I'm not going to bother with that. That's too simple. I need some real work on my. No, it can be that simple. So and and powerful. So when you understand things from a system standpoint, making one small change, for instance, unlocking the knees, has ripple effects throughout the whole body. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to episode number 147 of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Today, I dive into pain and pain management. Now, I've covered pain and pain management before with fibromyalgia and other things. But today, I have Rick Olderman. Rick is a sports and orthopedic physical therapist with more than 25 years experience specializing in helping people with chronic pain experiences and living a pain-free life. He graduated with a master's degree from the Carnet School of Physical Therapy at the University of Indianapolis in 1996. His clinic is in lovely Denver, Colorado, and is famous for being the place that people went when all of their treatments failed. Rick has written the popular Fixing Yourself series of books found on Amazon.com to help people with chronic pain or injuries. Rick wants to show you how to live completely pain-free without the need for medication. He is one of the top professionals in the United States when it comes to understanding reoccurring injuries and chronic muscle skeletal pain. He wants to enhance quality of life by helping people fix their pain once and for all. Rick wants to change how we understand and teach orthopedic physical therapy throughout all health and wellness education. He wants the fundamental understanding about how the body works to create and solve pain to be available to everyone, which is why he started the Fixing You series of books. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. And if you like this show or any of my episodes, please take a minute and rate and review the show. It means the world to me. Thank you for listening and have an amazing day. Rick Olderman, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach podcast this afternoon. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks. (sighs) How's Denver? A little warm here in Denver, but uh, I've got my AC on, so I'm doing okay. That's common. AC is common practice pretty much March till October here in Atlanta. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we use, uh, we use swamp coolers out here because we have no humidity. So that introduces some moisture humidity? to the end. Oh, yeah. nice. But uh, uh, I'm here in my studio slash garage. So I need a, my swamp cooler doesn't extend out here. So okay. AC unit. Okay. So before we dive into living, a pain-free life. What was your catalyst into 
this physical therapy and, and specifically orthopedic and sports physical therapy? Yeah. So uh, when I was younger, Tom, I, I suffered a back injury working at a job at a deli and uh, it, it knocked me out for several days. And uh, I happened to also be volunteering at a physical therapy clinic at the time that, re- that, you know, I recovered from that in a few days. And then a couple of weeks later, it happened again, but I was at the PT clinic and a therapist noticed me and, uh, you know, he gave me a couple of treatments. My back felt great, but it came back a couple weeks later. And so I was just like, okay, uh, you know, what did he just do? Well, it felt so great, but more importantly, why did it last so short of a period of time? Right. So I just decided to go into PT school to learn the insider secrets and learn that there were no insider secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so in PT school, you know what, and, and PT in general, we're very concerned with identifying the tissue that's damaged, but we're not very concerned with understanding why that tissue is damaged. So, oh, you've got a biceps tendonitis, treat the biceps like this. Yeah, but why is that happening? Same with back pain, neck pain, headaches, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and that really, uh, my first job out, outside, out of PT school in a sports and orthopedic clinic, the reality of the lack of my education really came, you know, screaming down on me like a, a ton of bricks because I could help people with post-surgical stuff and sprains and strains. But if it came to anything that was difficult, like back, sciatic, neck, headaches, any chronic kind of issue, I had no idea what was going on. I was just flailing around in the dark. And so I was just like, well, I, I, I became very depressed for many years. And I was just like, you know, I've got to either figure this out or quit physical therapy because I can't go on living like this, you know, being an average PT who's just helping some people and not others. So I just decided to buckle down and try and figure this out. But the, the guiding principle in my mind was, that I believe that how we are using our body has a lot to do with why we're having pain. And while that seems to make common sense, in medicine, uh, that's an unusual concept, it right. seems. And so anyway, I went down that, that road and studied that and you know, found different researchers who were you know, studying those kinds of things, put a lot of things together. And for the last 20, 25 years, I've been practicing honing this approach that I've developed. I owned a sports and orthopedic clinic here in Denver, and uh, that was my testing ground for all ages and types of injuries, as well as training other therapists. So it wasn't only me who was getting really great results. I could train my other therapists in this approach, and they would also get great results. So it was really a matter of knowing, having the right information. Okay. And did you go, did you further your schooling for that? No. So uh, once you graduate from PT school, you know, I mean, you you have to take continuing education courses to maintain your license. So those are what I took, but I couldn't find any, there was only one group of PT uh, continuing education courses that dealt with movement and pain. And that was Dr. Shirley Saruman out of University of Washington in St. Louis. And her whole approach was about movement impairments causing pain and solving pain. And so I took all of her courses and I made friends with one of the PTs there. And on the last course, I ran into him and I said, Hey, how's this going for you? He said, eh, you know, I might use some of it for a home exercise program, but 
it's not really. And I'm just like, what? This is, this is, I'm getting amazing results with this stuff, you know? And he's just, I said, why are you using it? He says, well, you know, I'm a manual therapist. So eh, it's just uh, not the way I, I like to treat patients. Huh. And I was just like, and then it hit me that we as healthcare providers are filtering information based on our belief system. Right. Right. And it, it only, not only happens in medicine, but it happens in law. It happens in basically any career. But I was just like, holy smokes, I'm getting such great results. And that means that all of his patients aren't getting these results. And so that's when I decided to write my books to do an end around the medical profession and just give it straight to the people, so to speak. And that's, that's when I wrote my books. And you have, while we're on the subject of books, if you go to Amazon and pull up Rick Olderman fixing you, you have a slew of books that are little paperbacks, $12.99, and you have fixing you back pain, second edition self-treatment for back pain, sciatica, or sciatica, sciatica bulging and herniated disc, stenosis, degenerative disc, and other diagnoses. And then you have hip and knee pain. You have fixing shoulder and elbow. Uh, golfer's elbow and tennis elbow are quite common, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, knee pain is something a lot of people uh, in my age group is, you know, deal with. And, and uh, I, th- th- thank the Lord I don't have any of those issues at this point. But arthritis is something that goes around big time. Uh, man, you got just, there's just a slew of books that I highly recommend the listeners to check it out because there's neck pain and headaches, and then yeah. there's also foot and ankle pain. Yeah. Right. And then a back pain during pregnancy, too. Right. So we're going to, before we start going into the chronic pain and injuries part of it, one question I have off the bat is, when it comes to pain, normally it's our body's inflammatory system that's reacting to uh, an injury or like when you cut yourself, it swells up and bleeds and forms a scab. Or internally, if you have, well, COVID was an anti-inflammatory response to a disease. But when you're as a physical therapist, are you approaching this subject? As you're approaching this subject, I should say, do you talk about dietary changes to some of these people? Like, I mean, I know gluten's a huge inflammatory. Dairy, dairy or food intolerances are a huge inflammatory. And, you know, you've got inflammatory oils, hydrogen, you know, you've got sugars. So there's a lot. Do you, do you talk about that with people or do you stay away from that subject? No, I, I get into that if it's necessary. Okay. So, uh, because I've been doing this for a long time, I know exactly how people should re- be responding to things and how quickly they should be responding to things, which is fairly quickly. Um, and so, if they are not responding the way that they should, then I start to address inflammatory issues with the body and or psychological or emotional trauma issues in the body too. And so, that's when we go down. That's when I start asking questions like. Are you gluten intolerant? Do you have other, do you have, have you ever been to a dietitian? You know, uh, have you had trauma in your life? Um, have you ever talked to a therapist about any 
emotional or psychological issues. And so almost always, if they're not responding to my physical approach to solving pain, there's either a structural issue that has not been identified yet, like a tear or something broken physically, okay. or there is a, some combination of something that they have ingested, and that includes molds and right. other types of allergens, right? Uh, or and or a s- emotional psychological component, right? And it could be a it could be a blend of all three. Exactly. I mean, right? and molds are big. Mold, most people. That's a good thing. You the point you brought up because mold is is like a hidden toxin in homes. Uh, and it causes, wreaks a lot of havoc, almost like Lyme's disease. Well, it's quite, quite common to get misdiagnosed with Lyme's and, and find out it's actually mold or vice versa. Get diagnosed with Lyme's and it's actually mold. So, but mold caught, wreaks a lot of havoc in your body and a lot of pain or chronic pain comes from that. So uh, another question I have before we keep going, but this just came up when I was at the clinic today. Was do you how do you address like non-sterile anti-inflammatory drugs with people? Because I mean, in my business, people pop those like candy that are in pain, but yet it's actually causing more harm down the road. So do you address that with them and in, in like different supplements or like magnesium or or uh, like curcuma, curcumin or turmeric to deal with inflammation? Yeah. So uh, again, kind of, we kind of were talking about a couple other things prior to this. That's outside my scope of practice. So I'm not really legally allowed to talk to people about that. However, uh, uh, I always say, if you were my brother, this is what I would say to you. Or if you, if you were my sister or mom, this is what I would say to you. And so basically, you know, my approach to those things uh, are, yes, they are damaging to the system, but they're often serving a purpose until you solve the problem. The mechanical problem, right? right? And so, you know, I my goal, and I make this with my patient, is to get off of those as quickly as possible. Okay. Okay. Once you start feeling better, we're going to start withdrawing some of this stuff. Okay. Because we need to know whether you're truly feeling better right. or this is just being masked in some Masked by, right, by a natural. Yeah. Right. So that's that's kind of how I deal with, with that okay. area. Okay, good. Another, well, another one I, I use a lot is bromelain. Because it's huge anti-inflammatory, which is basically found in pineapple stems, but it's still still a great anti-inflammatory. Now, uh, one more, well, one more that I've been using at the clinic for pain, usually with athletes or weightlifters. We use a peptide called BPC one fifty seven. I'm sure you're familiar with peptides, but like you said earlier, it's out of the scope of your practice. So, but as a brother or a sister, would you recommend? Have you looked into those peptides? Well, here, here's the thing. The people that I see have typically been around the medical block okay. and talked to a lot of practitioners okay. about a lot of different things. So, and because it's not in my scope of practice, I don't start talking about those things. If okay. they want to bring them up to me, right. that's fine. But it's not something I introduce to them. Okay. And uh, the reason being is, my, my speech to them is, look, so we, we have our initial exam. I, I show them everything that is wrong and why and how we're going to fix it. And I do test and retest. So they know immediately right there in our first day right. that, that this is going to help them. Right? right. So 
the way I approach those kinds of things is that, look, let's focus on all of these mechanical problems and let's solve those. And then if that's not solving that, let's then talk more about these other things that you might be taking or not taking or things like that, supplements and whatever, if you want to. Again, it's not my scope of practice, so I'll, I'll put you in touch with the dietitian to talk about those types of things right. if you want. However, my my experience is that all of those conversations become moot because there, when we solve the mechanical issues, the the chronic pain and inflammation goes away. Okay. So, like you were saying earlier, Tom, is that you know, pain, chronic pain, or any pain, is an indication that something is wrong now. Right. And your body's responding to that problem now, right? So, and just like you mentioned earlier, when we cut ourselves, that cut heals. When a bone breaks, it mends. So our bodies have these internal healing mechanisms. So just built in and they're amazing. So if we can just eliminate the hurdles in front of those mechanisms, and in my line of business, it's eliminating all the mechanical-based hurdles, then the body will take over and heal what it needs to heal, right? And, right. and that's, that's been a pretty good model so far. So what is, what's the most common one you see? Most common type of pain? Yes. Uh, by far, back pain. Okay. Back, sciatic, SI joint pain, things like that. And I can take your listeners through a little test to help show them why they're having pain and what to do about it. And it kind of illustrates my approach to solving these kinds okay, of things. Okay, let's do it. Would you like let's, that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So this is a really easy one. And Tom, you can do this too right now if you want to. Uh, your listeners don't have to watch me. Uh, all they have to do is hear my voice. So what I want you all to do is now lie down on your back. You can be on your couch, on your floor, on your bed. It doesn't matter. But everyone lie down on your back. And again, and, and I'm, I would like you to do this, especially if you have back or sciatic pain, because you can hear my voice and hear my words and say, oh, that makes sense. But until you feel the reality of what I'm talking about, it's not going to really connect with you. And you've heard a lot of things from a lot of different people if you've had back pain, especially chronic pain. So now I want you to feel what works. All right. So everyone just lie down on your backs and I want your legs to be straight. And I want you to feel, does your back Feel comfortable or uncomfortable with your legs straight while lying on your on your back. Okay, now that you've been there for 20 or 30 seconds or so, I'm going to ask you now to bend your knees so your feet are flat on the floor. Or if you prefer, you can hug your knees to your chest and hold them with your hands if you want to, if that feels better for you. Okay, so what we're doing is we're going to compare your, your back pain in these two positions, legs straight versus knees bent. And if, if you don't have that idea in your mind, do the test again. Straighten your legs, see how your back feels, and then bend your knees and see how your back feels. Okay, 99% of your listeners, Tom, will say that their back feels better with their knees bent. Okay, so uh, the question now is, why? And so what is happening, if you're still on the floor, if you straighten your legs, you're going to feel that your back wants to lift off that floor just a little bit. So the arch is a little bit greater. And when your knees are bent, you'll feel that your back is a little flatter into the floor, your low back. And so it likes that position. So all we're doing is eliminating something that's pulling your back into an arch by bending your knees. 
And you're saying, oh, that feels a lot better. Most people love bending their knees when they're on their back or hugging their knees to their chest for this reason. And what it's telling us is that, oh, okay, so they have too many things trying to pull their back into an arch. If we can eliminate those things, we eliminate the back pain. It's as simple as that. Okay. So now everyone stand up because now we got to, now we're going to understand this a little deeper. Okay. You've just discovered that your knees, that your back feels better when it's uh, flatter. You can stand up too, Tom, because this will be good for you to feel. All right. That your back feels better when you're, it's a little flatter. Now, when you're standing, uh, and if you've been standing there for 10 or 15 seconds now, I want you to notice, are your knees locked backwards? Are they locked straight or not? Most of your listeners will say, yes, my knees are straight and locked. So now what I'd like you to do is just unlock your knees just a tad, just a little bit, and feel what that just did to your low back. All right? And if you don't feel anything, now lock the knees again, and you'll feel that the back just arched more. And there's more tension in the low back muscles with your knees locked versus your knees being unlocked. Okay, so you can have a seat. So what is this telling us? Well, first of all, it's telling us that your back feels better when it's flatter. Second test showed us that the way you typically stand is with locked knees, which causes your back to arch more, which then increases your back pain. So if you can just stop locking your knees, this is just one really simple recommendation. Just stop locking your knees for the next three days while you're walking and standing. You should feel a big difference in your back pain just with that. So it's not, so what this is getting at is, and this is what I think we've been missing in physical therapy, is that we are interested in identifying the tissue that is injured and not the why the tissue is injured. So yes, you may have a disc bulge, herniation, arthritic change in your back, all sorts of things in your back, but the why is because you're generating too much tension in that back because it's in too much of an arch. Why is it in too much of an arch? One of the reasons is because you're locking your knees when you're standing and walking, all right? Solve that little problem, and that will go away to start unraveling your back Now, there are tighter, weak muscles that are associated with these patterns of movement that you've chosen to have over the last few decades, and we would solve those too, and they're they're pretty easy to solve. But if you don't fix how you're using your body, for instance, if we stretch and strengthen everything that needs to be stretched and strengthened, but you keep going back to locking your knees, which arches your back, it's all going to be for naught because you're not changing how you're using your body, which is the ultimate cause of your pain. Does hmm. that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Now, especially with back pain, I mean, do you find that people are, that are generally overweight have more back pain than people that don't? That well, the, uh, yes, uh, that is often the case. And if you think about it mechanically, if you can picture a person who's very overweight, the more weight that you gain, the more you have to lock your knees. Uh, because your legs aren't strong enough to hold yourself up with soft knees. And then the more weight that you gain, typically you develop a larger belly. Well, this is why pregnant women develop a lot of back pain is because they have this big belly. They have to arch backward to offset it. So now if you're overweight, you're not, you're locking your knees and you're arching back because of your larger belly. So it's not so much the weight that's causing your pain. It's the changes you've had to make to your mechanics because of your weight 
that's causing your pain. So I help a lot of people who are overweight get rid of their back pain. But you better believe that we get rid of it because we're changing how they're using their bodies. Right. Yeah. Now, do you recommend, is there like a set of stretches that you recommend for back? And yeah, I mean, yeah. So uh, it turns out that there are certain key muscles that then become tight because of how you're using your body. So we stretch those muscles. And then there are other muscles that turn off because of how you're using your muscle body. And those are critical to, bo- to proper function too. So my home program is really about stretching, yes, stretching those tight muscles that cause that issue, strengthening those weak muscles that are also contributing to that issue. But, but most importantly, fixing all your habits that are causing those tight and or weak muscles. You can stretch forever, you can strengthen forever, but again, if you don't change how you're using your body, it's never going to stick. And mo- this is why I think chronic pain exists, Tom, is because we've become good in medicine about finding a tight muscle and stretching that or strengthening a weak muscle and, and making that go. But no one out there is really addressing why those things are happening in the first place. And that's what this program is doing. It's like a one-two punch, right? You can't fix one without the other. So where do the people find these programs? I mean, Amazon's got all the books. Okay, yeah. Have- so, so the books were written back in 2009 and 10. My back pain update was written in 2015. And that took me three years to write. So I, I realized, you know what? This is going to take too long for me to update these books all the time. So what I decided to do is create videos because people like videos more anyway. Most people who buy my books go straight to the videos without even reading the book. So I thought, okay, let's just make the videos <laughs> and let's update it based on you know what I've learned in my clinic. So uh, if they go to www.fixingyoumethod.com, that's where, that's where all of my home programs are. And they can, they can buy those. Now, if they already have one of my books, there's a code in the book that you need to enter to get to the videos in the book. If you enter that code on the fixingyoumethod.com, you'll get a, a discount off your price of, of the home program. But anyway, that's, that's where they all are. Um, and then also, if, if they want to go to www.rickolderman.com, that also has all of the programs. It links to the same stuff, but it also has some freebie stuff too, uh, a free ebook. There's a somatics audio lessons I have there. There's some patient uh, pain stories I have on there that that are coming out of my upcoming book that's coming out next year. Okay, um, and that's also where my practitioners course is uh, to teach practitioners this approach to solve. Now, what pain. what type of practitioners are you teaching? Are you teaching? Well, it's 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 geared towards physical therapists, right? I offer CEUs for physical therapists. However, uh, I think every practitioner, anyone who's helping someone with pain should learn this, especially people who are dealing with movement, like personal trainers, coaches, yoga instructors, Pilates, chiropractor, massage. I mean, everyone across the whole spectrum. Because most people I found go to their yoga, Pilates, or personal trainer first when they have an ache or pain, right? And if those people understood these concepts, they would eliminate that pain right off the bat. And they wouldn't need to go to doctors 
physical therapists or chiropractors, you know, to, to solve pain. And my belief, Tom, is that if, if all, the, all of these professionals understood this stuff, we could conceivably eliminate chronic pain because it would be nipped in the bud right in the beginning of it. And if everyone understood systemically, systematically how the whole body works like this, then they could apply that and the pain wouldn't return. It would be nipped in the bud and people would, we would have so much fewer healthcare costs and happier lives because of it. It's, and the thing is, is right. it's, so, it's so simple to learn. Okay. It's so simple. Once you understand how the body works as a system, it's incredibly fast and simple. And I'll, I'll just give you one example. We were talking about back pain and I had a, a division one collegiate swimmer who was a division one top of the food chain swimmer 15 years ago when she was in college. She had to leave because she developed back pain. 15 years later, she comes walking into my clinic and she's in so much pain. She has to like wait 30 seconds if she changes body position because you can just see her whole body is just racked with this back pain. Of course, she's been to everybody around the block for years. She's completely given up on it. She was in so much pain, I couldn't even conduct my exam because everything was causing her pain. But fortunately, because I, I know how the body works as a system, I just watched her walk to my table and I knew exactly why she was having pain. The thing was, she didn't even come in because of her back pain. She came in because of her plantar fasciitis. She had completely given up on the back pain because no one has solved it. So all I did is I gave her that little tip to unlock her knees for the next three days. And I actually put a little piece of tape on the backs of her knees to prevent them from locking. She came in three days later. She was 75% better, not only with her back pain, but with her plantar fasciitis too, because all of these things are connected. And so that's what I've been kind of putting together these last 25 years. So if you discount these simple solutions as, oh, I'm not going to bother with that. That's too simple. I need some real work on my... No, it can be that simple So and, and powerful. So when you understand things from a system standpoint, making one small change, for instance, unlocking the knees, has ripple effects throughout the whole body. It's interesting you say that because as a functional medicine practitioner, we look at the body as a system. So, and as and what you're doing is the same, basically the same thing is because everything's interconnected. I mean, God made our bodies amazing. Yes. And, and there's a lot of stuff going on, but still, if you, if you know, if you look at it, not just as a headache or a back pain, but you look at everything that goes into creating that as a whole body or like with in my line of business, you know, it's like I get a lot of pains, but usually they're caused by uh, gluten and sensitivities or food and sensitivities or, you know, so usually I recommend doing a food sensitivity test or a stool sample right off the bat to see where we're at. But, you know, it's just, but looking at the body as a whole is something that a lot of doctors and orthopedic surgeons don't do. Well, I'll tell you, sadly, it's not only them. It's physical therapists, right. chiropractors, massage. It's everybody. Because, look, our training is not looking at systems. Our training is understanding what tissue, identifying the tissue that's irritated or torn and calming that down or fixing that tissue. It's not concerned with why. And that's what we've been missing in our medical training. 
right. is that it's like looking at a pixel, one pixel, and trying to figure out what the whole picture is based right. on that one pixel. You just can't do it. And so research by its design is about understanding smaller and smaller components of the body. Absolutely. However, there's nothing that start, that's putting all of that back into this big picture again. We just have a bunch of little data points. And so that's what I felt was missing, at least in my profession, right. was putting all of these data points back together as a system and understanding, hey, where does that come in to this how we work thing? And once you understand how we work, it's so much easier to, to see what all those little points, how they're going to fit into this equation of our bodies and minds. So it's, uh, it's interesting, and you nail it pretty much, you know, you nailed it. I mean, because obviously you spent a lot of time on the fixing you system. And I've, like I said, I listened to you on, uh, what was his, my mind went. Funk, 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 yeah, and people that work out, especially, usually are if even with a good trainer, a lot of them are missing the key concepts of deadlifts, squats, even dumbbell or a barbell push or bench presses, and and I don't know where CrossFit fits into this, but I, I some of those exercises can't be healthy for your body. Like that kiping, what do they call it? Kiping. It looks like they're hanging from a bar like a fish. You know, it's it's like, there's, there's no way possible that could be good for your body. Well, here, here's here's the determining factor. You first have to understand your body to know whether it's going to be good for it or not. And so, unfortunately, and it's not only personal trainers or yoga or whatever. It's physical therapists. It's doctors. It's it's. No one really understands how to look at our bodies as a system. And so that's kind of what I'm coming. You know, I've spent 25 years with my head down in my cave, figuring all this out. And I've tested it with my therapists, training them. I've tested it with a whole spectrum of orthopedic setting. Anything that walks in the door, it solves. And so now it's time to start making, bringing it out more into the world. And that's, that's, and this is, and this is me screaming. <laughs> this is me screaming <laughs> my truth. <laughs> well, that's where I am right now. <laughs> let's go into like what another another pain that, that I'm sure you deal with a lot is because we live in a society today where we're a we're all looking we all carry this silly ass phone in our hands and we walk around like this, which or. Because nobody holds a phone like this and looks at it. You know, everybody holds a phone down and looks at it. So the neck is the neck, this neck area has got to be causing some issues. Also, headaches from and like I, I've got, you know, you see me what my eyes are going. I got three monitors here. So I'm looking at three different, you know, so I'm sitting in this seat and I find. One of the things, one of the tricks that I've started a long time ago when I start, because I've been working from home before it was before it was cool. Like I've been working from the, my house for fifteen over fifteen years, but I find that every fifteen minutes I got a, a buzzer. I set it in the morning when I start, and it goes off, and I get up and I go for a walk, and then I get my yoga mat behind me and I do some stretches. 
And then I return to my laptop or my desk at after 15 minutes is up and I do the work again. And I think because of society, we're so, I mean, we're connected in so many levels. I mean, this isn't healthy. The EMFs, if we talk about EMFs, they're not healthy, but they're not helping either. But, you know, there's ways to guard against that. But one of the things that I that kills me is the, is the cell phone and people doing that all day. And that, let's talk about the neck and the headache pain because that has to be causing some issues. Okay, you're exactly right. And uh, I'm going to first address the walking stuff that you talked about. All right. So getting up and walking is good, but getting up and walking well is even better. Okay. So now that you, because don't assume that you've been, because you've been walking for 63 years, that you know how to walk well. <laughs> Most people don't. No, right. one, no one comes to our clinic who has suffered back, hip, knee, or foot pain without learning how to walk correctly. This is what's missing. And, and so that little test that we did at the very beginning with back pain with softening the knees, that is a huge clue on how to walk more correctly. Okay, so there... So walking is good. Walking well is even better. So let's go. Let's go now into the neck pain and headaches. All right. And so uh, I'm going to I'm going to use my skeleton on this one. All right. So uh, if you look at the uh, so everyone at home, I'm I'm pointing to the back of the of the skeleton, and on the back of the skeleton, you'll see the shoulder blade. The shoulder blade is a broad, flat bone with a socket on it. There's only one other bone in the body that looks something like this, a pelvic bone, okay? The pelvis is the center of function for our lower body system and back. Also, the shoulder blade is the central center of function for our upper body system and neck, all right? So once you can wrap your head around that one key fact, you'll, everything else will fall into place. So. There are rules about how this should be resting and moving. And there are significant attachments from the shoulder blade into the neck bones, as well as the base of the skull, all the way down the spine, and then it comes back here. Huge muscles attaching to the shoulder blade to, to help it work correctly. When the shoulder blade is not working correctly, there is a, a muscle deep to this big trapezius muscle that's on top called the levator scapula and it starts at the corner upper corner upper inner corner closer to the spine of the scapula of the shoulder blade and it inserts into c1 2 3 and 4 when people point to their neck and say oh man it's burning right here everyone assumes it's the trapezius muscle but it's not it's the deep muscle to the trapezius this levator scapula it is burning because the bigger muscles that are supposed to be doing the work are not working correctly. And so the, this little tiny pinky muscle, which inserts into all the cervical vertebrae, is now overloaded and stressed. Levator scapula, levator means elevate. One of its jobs it's trying to do when it's activated then is it tries to elevate the shoulder. But one of the reasons it's doing that excessively is because all the other supportive bigger muscles are not doing their job correctly. All right. So if the levator scapula, and if you, let's say, I mean, Tom, you look like you're pretty muscular. Your arm probably weighs 15 to 20 pounds. 
So the, the only attachment of the shoulder blade to our, our trunk from a skeletal standpoint is the collarbone. Everything else is muscle, right? So if the muscles aren't functioning right, you've got 15 to 20 pounds of force being delivered through that levator scapula to the neck bones, which then causes compression, side bending, rotation, all sorts of problems in the neck bones, disc issues, facet joint issues, arthritic issues, all sorts of things. So when we, and, and you'll find all this stuff on MRIs. Oh, you've got a facet joint, you know, whatever, or you've got stenosis or you've got this or that. But the reason you're having those things is usually because the shoulder system isn't working well. And most of your listeners have probably have never heard this. If they've had neck pain or headaches, no one has ever looked at their shoulder blade system. And this is why they have chronic neck pain and headaches. Fix the shoulder system and you'll unload the neck bones and the head. And my home program teaches you how to do that too. All right. So a really simple and easy test for this, Tom. So simple. I devised this really easy test to figure it out. All right. So if you have someone stand behind you, right? And and you let's say you have neck pain. You turn your head around, look up, look down, all this kind of stuff. And you say, oh, oh boy, that really hurts or, you know, whatever, right? You find out wherever, whatever restrictions you have, you have someone stand behind you and they put their hands in the shoulder, in the armpits here, and they lift up the shoulder blades like a half inch to an inch. And they jiggle them around a little bit to, re- to make sure that you're relaxing all the muscles and letting them hold it. All right. I call it the armpit test. Okay. I devised it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So when you do this, and then you ask the person to move their head around again, they're like, oh my gosh, that feels so much better. That is a positive test to show you that these shoulder blades are the culprit. Even if it's for 15 or 30 seconds, you'll find that result. Now, this test does not work well for people who are really tense, who have a hard time letting go of their shoulders and let someone else hold them. For those people, I just assume that they have a shoulder blade problem. Because frankly, in the last 20 years, I have not found any neck pain or headache problem, chronic problem, that was not due to the shoulder blade system. It's so common, but no practitioner ever looks there because that's not what we were taught in our courses in school or continuing education courses outside of school. Because all we're interested in is well, how do you fix a disc bulge? And so we're going to treat that disc bulge. Or how do you treat this? Well, the ultimate fix is fixing the whole system. But medicine is more interested in uh, you know, calming things down so it's not hurting anymore. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. 100% sense. So, so that kind of illustrates what I mean when I say I look at the body as a system. Right. All right? This is... You have to understand the system that you're looking at. So what do you think? So, like, I mean, in your course, what course would they pick for what we're just discussing? Well, it would be fixing your neck, fixing your headaches course. Headache. Fixing, fixing your, your headaches. Head. Fixing your headaches program, downloadable home program, solves neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain. Because it's Because it's fixing the shoulder system. To fix neck pain and headaches. Okay. It's, it's completely unlike anything anyone has tried before. Okay. But I know it works. 
because it's been working in my clinic and I've taught all my therapists to do it and it works for them too. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good. It is very good. It, yeah. it is what we've been missing. And so, you know, you'll find like if you go like to the Mayo Clinic website, they they categorize like migraine headaches as different than tension headaches, as different than cluster headaches, as different than, you know, maybe several types of headaches. And so all types of headaches respond to this type of treatment because I've learned that all those types of headaches are degrees of dysfunction with, okay. have, uh, with the shoulder blades. The worst headaches have the worst shoulder blade system in place. And so we fixed those. I've even found people, Tom, who ended up having rotator cuff tears or labral tears in their shoulders that they didn't know about because they had no shoulder pain. Once those were repaired, headaches went away permanently. <laughs> but no one had ever looked at their shoulders Fixed. because that's not how they're trained. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Very so the, the shoulder blades and the hip bones. The pelvis. The pelvis. Interesting. Interesting. They're now, the center of movement. Now, do you integrate tapping at all in any of this? No, no. Uh, I, I used to. Okay. So that's that's one of the things we talked before we started recording a little about, bit about psychological trauma, emotional trauma as a source of chronic pain. Okay. We can go down that road. I, I think I've mapped out how that happens. Uh, but I used to use tapping as an approach to solve that. But I, I didn't find it helpful because I'm not a psychologist and I wasn't fully trained in tapping, I'm thinking. Okay. But, but also, I have a, a different technique to understand whether emotional or psychological issues are contributing to your chronic pain. Okay. And so I do that treatment. And if that solves their pain for 24 hours, I know that they've got a, a significant emotional or psychological issue contributing to the tension pattern that's happening in their bodies. Okay. So it's not that, that that is the cause, it's a cause. Not only is it, do they have the emotional trauma that's causing this tension pattern, but we've got to fix the mechanical portion of this pattern to solve their pain, just like we have to fix the emotional psychological component. And so what I have found is that fixing the, the mind to help relax the body helps a lot. But I find it works the other way around too. Right. If you fix the body, it has significant psychological effects and can calm the mind as well and break that cycle. So it's like this yin yang symbol, you know? Right. Constantly feeding each other. You break that pattern on one of those symbols and it helps unravel the whole system. That's, a, that's great. So we covered a lot here today, Rick. Is there anything that you feel that we left? Well, I, I want you to touch base on the health practitioner part a little bit. And what's, what's the website for the health practitioners? Yeah, that one's called HealPatientsFaster.com. Okay. And that and, could be uh, for anyone. Uh, right, anyone. Geared towards physical therapists, but I haven't, I intentionally did not go into a lot of medical terminology. Okay. Because it's so important that other practitioners, other than physical therapists, learn this information. It will transform whatever practice you do. You will have a line out your door 
because you will start solving pain, huh. just like what happened at our clinic. I mean, I that's something. That, I mean, and, as in my field, I deal with a lot of men. Main, I deal with mainly men who are overweight, and obese, or need to lose weight, or have other issues. But they always have some kind of pain that goes along with that, and that because of the overweightness and their you know movement. But you know, so that's a good that's a good thing to look into. Now, let me let me tell you this, Tom. I I recently worked with an NFL offensive lineman. Okay, three hundred fifty pounds, six six, massive person who had a chronic hip issue, an ankle issue. I didn't even touch him. I just told him what the problem was, showed him how to use his body better. And in, I think, three or four days, he's going through full goal practice during this whole time. His pain was reduced by like 50 or 75% in three days. Wow. All right. So this is the beauty of learning this type of work from a system standpoint is if you have a really large client, well, I mean, his thigh was as big as my trunk. Right. right. I, I'm not going to try and mobilize something or do some deep tissue right. in, in muscles that are seven inches thick. Right. There's no way. Right. So if I get him to use his body better, however, that should solve the problem. And I didn't even realize he had completely forgotten that he had had this problem starting in his college career. So it had been going on for like seven, nine years. He was just talking to me about this past two or three years. So, and in the NFL, you're not allowed to talk about pain, right? Right. <laughs> so, so that's why he came to me. Be off the books a little bit. That's good. Yeah. So, fixing your website's fixingyoumethod.com. That's for my downloadable home program. Okay. Yep. And then and the, heal patients the... faster is for the practitioner, okay. of course. And as... if your if your listeners type in fixing you, all one word. Okay. In, in either of those websites, those, okay. they'll, they'll get 20% off. Oh, nice. So fixing yeah. you on either of those websites will get you 20% off the discount on the purchase of the site. Correct. Okay, good. Now, is there anything that you want to add that we didn't touch on before we end this today? No, I, I think I, my, my message to people is that if you have chronic pain, it's not because you're broken. Right. It's because you haven't received the right information yet. And I've got new information. This is not, no other practitioner understands this stuff. And so I truly believe that you can solve your pain if you have the right information. And I, I think I've got that for you. Okay. Good. So don't give up. Don't give up. So you went to the University of Indianapolis, I see here. For my graduate school. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Midwestern boy. Midwestern boy. Me too. How long have you been out in Denver, by the way? Just off the cuff. I've, well, I moved out here originally in 91. Okay. And I moved back to Denver in 98, I okay. think it was, 99. Uh, what about, this is a question that I ask most of my list or all my guests that has nothing to do with pain or what we're working on. but. What, if Rick Olderman had 30 to 45 minutes to chill out or kill or just wanted to just break away from it all, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Hmm. Gosh, I am really, <laughs> it's funny you asked this because recently 
uh, I've been downloading music to my phone. I'm just more of a classic rock and 80s kind of guy. Right. And that music just lifts my spirits. I don't know. I just, yeah. I like delving back into those old high school and college feelings and <laughs> right. stuff like that. So that's, that's, that's how I transport myself away. Okay. Is just listening to that type of music. I like current music too, some of it, but uh, that, that really connects to me. You know, it's interesting is that the longevity of some of the music back in our era will, out, will outlive any of the new music, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I, when I was driving, I just like I we were speaking before the show that I just got back from a trip to Michigan. As soon as I hit the Michigan state line right there in Indiana, I pulled over to the side of the road and I put on Bob Seger uh, live bullet. Uh I'm like, all right, I'm in Michigan. Let's listen to some Bob Seger or Ted Nugent. But it was Bob Seger. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was, it's, it's, I love that old, the old, well, I mean, I was interviewing yesterday. I had an interview with Dr. John Lawrence and he was a huge Pink Floyd fan. So that's a band that just doesn't die. And so the Rolling Stones, man, I just, I'm often curious if I ask my son or daughter, like when they're in their forties or fifties, you know, what is your classic standard music? You know, what do you, what music did you listen to as a child that you still love? You know, I'd really be curious to hear what those answers are. That's a good question. I might ask my daughter because she's going to be turning 39. So that's, yeah. Because I mean, like, I went and saw the Rolling Stones last year. And those guys for, for 75 years old are still killing it for two and a half hours. Yeah. So, oh, I know one question. Sorry. That I forgot to ask you. I mean, I'm in all, I'm a, I'm a hacker, biohacker, whatever you want to call them. That biohacker seems to be a big term. But is there any, like, I like, uh, cryotherapy a lot for my body in a lot of different ways. First of all, brown fat, and but I like cold showers. I like heat or infrared. Sun. Is it, what do you do? You recommend anything to your clients outside the box, like stuff like that? I don't recommend it uh, to solve pain because I found that fixing the there's nothing that replaces fixing okay. the system. Okay. So uh, if once we fix the whole system. Right. still dealing with things then maybe we go into those types of okay of, therapy of things right but there's usually so much to fix right right, right. that uh but it, even if there's a lot it, it, you know and this is the other thing you know you were asking me if i had another message but you know people with 20 years of chronic pain have been solved just as quickly as people with 20 days of chronic pain it doesn't matter the number of decades you've had chronic pain has nothing to do with how fast you can solve it. It just means that you haven't found the right answers in those two or three decades. Okay. And that's why, uh, frankly, I almost start salivating when I get someone coming into my clinic who's got 20 or 30 years of chronic pain, because I know what I have is so different than what anything that they've tried. I know I'm going to make a huge difference. In fact, the fact that they've got that, had that pain for that long, means to me that this is exactly what they need. Okay, I have one more question before. I was just thinking about it as you were saying that. What's one of these programs you have fixing your back, fixing your hip pain, knee pain, foot and ankle pain, headache. Which one was would you recommend for people learning how to walk properly? Because that's a biggie. Well, 
So yeah, all the back, hip, knee, or foot, all tackles walk. Talk about walking. Okay. Yeah. So okay. The same information's in all of those. Does that talk about pronate? Like no, it's know? it's it's much simpler than that. Okay. So we've gotten kind of caught up with hey, do I have a forefoot strike or a rear foot strike? Do I pronate? Do I overpronate? Do I okay. supinate? You know, all that kind of stuff. No, it's so much simpler than that. Okay. It's, yeah. Now, sorry, I, I, I didn't think about that when I was writing all my notes. No, that's and fine. I just thought about it because I... You it's know, a huge deal. Yeah, it is a huge ab- deal. And you're absolutely right to ask that question. It is central to solving permanently right. your pain in your lower body system. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking the time today. My pleasure, Tom. It was great talking. Yeah, it was great talking to you. I'm going to get this on video. So I'm going to, that's my next goal is to figure out how to get this on video. Great. But I'm good at achieving my goals. So I'll be honored that I'm the first. You will be the first (laughs) because there's a lot going on in this, you know, besides my dog wanting to come in and bother us. But right, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Tom. Anytime. You too. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.